Cowabunga, dude, dude, that's Rob here hopping on real quick, bright and early at 4.45 in the morning. <laughs> Got to edit before the family wakes up, eh? And I just want to give a quick slice to a dear friend of the show, Tara Clarkson. She recently published one of her stories in an absolutely epic comic book anthology called the Twisting Time Anthology. And her story is called The Argonaut. She wrote the story and she wrote the uh, the layouts and, and the script. And the art was done by Kang Jing. The story's called The Argonaut. It's on page 93 of the anthology. Uh, so yeah, just want to give a quick slice to a dear friend. The story is awesome, very interpretive, very professional looking, looks great. And, you know, really, really enjoyed the, the message that I, I got from the story. Just fantastic stuff. And the Twisting Time Anthology... You can just go to twistingtimeanthology.com and a quick description. Dive into this collection of never-before-published comics from independent, diverse artists. Be prepared to travel to space, alternate dimensions, the past, the future, and the edges of your imagination. So if you want to order a copy of the Twisting Time Anthology, which I did thumb through it, and there's a lot of cool interpretive stories in here. Different artists, uh, different writers in each and every um, uh, part of it. And I'm I'm sold. This was a really cool collection. I love this kind of stuff. And maybe one of these days I'll, I'll try to uh, participate as well because this is, man, it looks cool. But anyways, Tara Clarkson, big slice goes out to her. Go check out her stuff. You can follow her at Tara Clarkson on Instagram. And I think it's the same on Twitter. But yep, Calabunga do that. And uh, with that, guys, hope you enjoyed the episode. And God bless. Calabunga. Because it's time for another episode of Turtle Vision. Calabunga Serial. What? <laughs> <laughs> Calabunga Doochie Doodettes, and welcome to another episode of Turtle Vision. I am your host, Rob, and join with me, as always, on these green screen adventures is my main man, my partner in green screen crime, Mr. Kirk Leonardo. How are you, Hosehead? Uh Josh, Josh, oh gosh! Oh, well, ah, Konnichiwa! Been... Yeah, ah. I'm here. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to finally be back to talk turtles with you, my friend. It's, it has been, uh, oh gosh, about a month. But I'll tell you, our feed has been busy. Uh, I've noticed those interns, man. They've been really, we. I don't even know how to get. I don't know how that. First of all, I don't know how to get on our feed. I don't know how they post what they post. But they really need to get like at least like Grammarly or some kind of proofreader to help with the show notes because I. I mean, it's terrible. But I think they just need to stop. <laughs> yeah, I'll give them this. Their, their cop drama in the last one, boy, that was that was intense. That was good. <laughs> uh, apparently, that really happened. I don't know. Something about the sands so. of time or something. I don't know. I'd like to know what this freaking sands of time is. Well, I would like to know how the heck they're doing all this. And we, we don't even pay them. We don't pay them. We, we ran out of, like, what, pops a long time ago. Yeah. Jeez. Well, they, they, did you hear that? They, they just won't go away. <laughs> I think they, I don't know, they blew all the cash from the Anderson gig. I think yeah. I, I think they used up the rest of the lollipops trying to buy that whatever machine they got. Yeah. I don't know. All that stuff aside, I'll tell you, it's been an eventful few few weeks, I'll tell you, um, between work and everything. We're winding down at school and everything. And how's everything been going for you in the last few weeks, man? Very busy. Oh, very, I know. Very, yep. It, uh, just all kinds of stuff. Kids are going stir crazy. And oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just all kinds of junk going on and trips and just, mm-hmm. oof. Oh, man, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we... Uh, We've had our own share of trips at school and everything, but I'll tell you, you know, as, as crazy as it's been, last weekend was wonderful. We, we got to go to Free Comic Book Day, and, and quick side note, um, if you're ever in the North Knoxville area, go check out Rocky's shop. It's called Crypto Comics, and I'm going to try it, if I, if I can remember this when I'm editing, excuse me, when I'm editing the podcast, to put a link to his store in the show notes. But Crypto Comics, uh, quick side story. 
about a month ago, there was some kind of flaw in his fire alarms or, or something that triggered the sprinklers in the comics shop to just go off. And they just kept going off and kept going off. And fin- and this was, you know, overnight. So Rocky had no idea this was happening. He finally gets to work in the morning. And he just sees that the, the there's a water just flooding out of the comic shop. And I, I can only imagine how he felt. And he tried to get the insurance to cover all the damages. And I don't know if he, at the time I talked to him about it, they wouldn't cover any of it. And I don't know why. So he lost thousands and thousands of dollars worth of comics. Had to redo all the sheetrock. You know, he, he was borderline. I mean, he was devastated. And he even said, I don't think we're going to make it. Like, I don't. And, and then the really cool thing was he told me the story. This little girl came in a couple days later and she goes, my comic shop. And he said that that little girl being so devastated and, and figuring out that that shop meant so much to that girl, he decided to just keep it going. Oh, man, God bless that. I, I thought that was so powerful. And then. I was so happy for him, too, because he finally got the shop up and running again. He runs the free comic book day, and it was swarming, buddy. And it was a rainy day. It was a kind of a stormy-looking Saturday last Saturday. But, buddy, they were they were busy, and I was just so happy for him. And I hope if you're ever in the area, guys, I've been to other comic shops in Knoxville. Rocky Shop, Crypto Comics, that's the way to go. Friendliest service, a really cool, um, unique-looking comic shop in the area. And Rocky will cut you a good deal. He's always worked with us. And um, yeah, I just, I, I think the world of the guy in the shop, it's a really cool place. While I was there, I picked up a bunch of turtle stuff. First thing I wanted to talk about was The Last Ronin. Finally got to uh, read that, finish up that series. And I will save my thoughts. I know uh, Zach and I, we finally got to record. And it was wonderful to catch up with him again. And uh, we talked about the issue on, it'll be on his feed. So by the time you hear this, it might already be out. But if not, stay tuned. It will be on the Booyaka Show feed. We're covering issue five. I've already recorded it. I've already sent the files to him. So um, he's going to be editing those and getting those out very soon. Also, I picked up the the Last Ronin Design Archive, which was just um, a sketch of a bunch of the designs for the characters. But what I also thought was really cool is they included a bunch of panel, uh, excuse me, a bunch of scripts, you know, where literally they would write panel by panel what they were describing. And it's kind of cool to see the script on one side and then the actual layouts on the other, just to kind of show you how comics are made, Um, the conversations between the writer and the artist. And boy, I I love that stuff. So if you love behind the scenes stuff, go pick up the, um, the design archive. Really cool. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about was Sophie Campbell's comic for Free Comic Book Day. It was amazing. Oh, and I think I kept saying New Comic Book Day. Please forgive me. I meant Free Comic Book Day. Uh, well, it's a new comic, too. It is a new comic, absolutely, and it's free. So this, guys, if you have not seen this, this was so cool what Sophie did. She basically did a kind of like a redesign of the first. It was basically a love letter to the first issue of the Ninja Turtles comic but with new characters consistent with what IDW is doing right now with Mutant Town and preparing for the Armageddon game that's about to come out in June. So she literally, as you open this comic, I mean, it's almost shot for shot, uh, a tribute and homage to the original comic, yet new characters. Like you see Venus here. You see Jenica here. Um... And whoever did the letters, uh, let me look here. Oh, Sophie did the letters too. Oh, she's the best, man. So the letters look exactly like Kevin Eastman's lettering in the first issue. Um, the layouts look like Kevin Eastman. You got the two-page spread with all four of the turtles, the Mutant Town IDW turtles, but yet they look like something Kevin Eastman drew. By the way, this is all Sophie Campbell. Tom Waltz actually wrote the story. You flip on through. You start to get a little bit of the color, and then I love... The last page of it, or second to last page, it shows the city shot, just like the city street in the first issue. One of my favorite shots in the whole thing. But you've got the giant wall that Baxter had built for Mutant Town. So it's like the city shot, but the giant wall. So cool, man. That was such a nice touch. Sophie's a big fan, and I love what she's done with that. And then the second half of the comic, 
is the original comic book. So you can kind of see the side-by-side between what's going on with Sophie's layouts, which are very, very similar to Kevin's, but yet it's a new storyline, and the OG, the original comic, all the way up to that city shot again. Fantastic. What a cool comic book to give out. Uh, for free comic book day gets you fired up for the armageddon game coming up in june but also pays a big homage to the original the og ninja turtles which the kids these days probably never saw before um i did not mean to go on for that long i'm so sorry kirkland but i just was so excited to just talk about that especially when i was thumbing through it right before we recorded well this is a talk show so this is true. This is true. But hopefully it'll be an exchange, an interchange so, sooner or later. <laughs> but yeah, guys, so, so with these, these Turtle Vision episodes, um, we just go through the 2003 series. We're on episode six today, which is Darkness on the Edge of Town, which is a nice tribute to um, Bruce Springsteen and one of his albums. So uh, yeah, excited about that. And honestly, I remember literally... Nothing about this episode. I know we must have talked about it on Turtle Flakes, but I don't remember much about it. I think this is the one that has the sword that um, Arokusaki needs, but I can't remember why the sword was even important. So I'm excited to kind of go back and revisit this particular episode. But before we jump into it, man, is there anything Ninja Turtles or anything uh, uh, you've been up up to lately and listen to any podcasts or anything? Um, Well, there is... A couple things I'd like to say, um, and Rob, if you want to edit them out, you can edit them out. I don't mean to come off abrasive no. when I say this, and I, and I hope I don't, and I, that's not my intentions. I can't remember the podcast. I think it was, I think it was the Shellheads. I'm not sure, um, but yeah, well, I think it was because I listened to their review of the Last Ronin, and they did an excellent job on that, by the way. Um, that's a they do a they do the series as a whole and they had a really great point about um reading them all together mm-hmm. because the space between the books kind of i mean you you forget details you, things get lost but um um they mentioned something and and it's just because I only bring this up because I mentioned this as well on the Facebook page about the ghost products doing the ninja turtles crossover um, and they had four. They had like a pump product for Raphael, and the pre-workout was Leonardo, and I think the the nootropic blend was Donatello, and then the the gamer for, uh, formula was Michelangelo. And like they did a review of those, and I I get where they're coming from. I I get what they're saying. Like yes, they are cash grabs, and I may be putting words in their mouth, and I I don't mean to. It's just been a while since I listened, and. I put my thoughts up on, I mean, if I was going to use any of them, it'd be that pump product from the, the Raphael one. The rest of them, like, honestly, I would not pay the money. For, I wouldn't pay the money for any of them because you're paying for, when you buy Ghost products, you're paying for their brand name anyway. Plus, with the Ninja Turtles being on there, you know, it's like double markup. But, like, they said that they were protein products, and none of them are protein products. None of them. Okay, um, and I shouldn't have said none of them that way. I'm, I'm trying to be really um, careful about what I say because I don't mean this as a, a blatant just, oh, you're wrong. Well, because I get it. They're, yeah. they're not about those type of things. But to an outside listener, someone that's not as savvy to the Ninja Turtles, uh, when I was listening, it kind of comes off as if, guys, these things, when you buy them, they're completely useless. And I'm sure that probably wasn't their intention, but I'm just thinking that, you know, if somebody was to just listen, these things are completely useless, don't buy them, blah, blah, blah. And even though I think they're overpriced and there are ingredients in them that I just would never take, and some of them at least, um, or I would try to avoid, those type of products are not completely useless. I mean, with the last show that I worked for, um, is it okay if I even mention the name? I, I mean, I don't want to... Oh, uh, like you're not I, 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 you, that's completely up to you, man. I used to work for a podcast called Superhuman Radio, and they are the longest-running fitness and health podcast in the world. It's going on 17 years. There's probably nearly 3,000 shows that have come out by then, Oof. and I did everything from booking guests to um, getting sponsors to writing show notes to just basically kind of being like the 
uh, ear to the ground, so to speak, for the host. Um, I would find different research. Uh, I'd find different people that I thought would be good to be on. And and honestly, if you're going to listen to a fitness podcast, they're the ones to listen to. Um, Carl is leaps and bounds ahead of everybody in the field. He's uh, five years ahead of everybody, including especially mainstream media as far as health advice goes, as far as research goes. Um, even, uh, your, your MDs, um, or, or your general practitioners, whatever he, we had uh, the general show format would be, we would have, um, the leading authors of the papers, scientific papers that just came out. Um, we, we would have them on basically every day that there wasn't a, uh, we probably have three of those on a week and it was a five week, five day a week show. Um, I say all that. Just to say, when you work for that, and and I have a background in chemistry and biochemistry, um, when you work in that field for that long, you get to know certain things about these ingredients. And I mean, th- this was really my life for five to ten years at least, and, and I was obsessed with it. And I just want to say, like, ingredients in that, I, I'm not trying to, like, I, I have no horn to toot, um, and, and if I did, it would probably be broken, <laughs> but, like... I just want to say that it, that being a very important thing to me, people, uh, general health being an important thing to me, there are a lot of supplements that get overlooked that are have a lot of benefits that they're not even advertised for. Uh, like creatine is probably the most well-known one. Uh, it, I predict, within the next decade will be promoted as a general health supplement and not as a bodybuilding supplement because it has so many health benefits. Beta alanine is another one. Everybody's like, oh, it's good for is to give you the itches, blah, 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 just to make you feel your pre-workout. It doesn't actually do anything. Well, one, it's actually a saturation product. Yes, it does. Uh, it takes well over six months to saturate your body with beta alanine if you're taking the regular doses, which is probably what you should stick to, to where you don't get heart arrhythmias or deplete your taurine stores, but that is not, the the main benefit of beta alanine is not even uh, athletic endurance. It's actually to prevent advanced glycation end products or age spots, things that are one of the leading causes causes of aging. Um, Yeah, and if you, you can think about it like this, when you put your chicken in the oven and it gets burnt on the edges, that's glycation. The the, um, gl- the the glycogen within the chicken is actually like going through that Maillard, Maillard reaction, um, and and the uh, crispy outer edge. That's kind of like on, on, to a lesser scale what goes on on your skin and inside your body and your organs. Beta alanine increases your carnosine stores, which actually help prevent that reaction in the body. So it's actually more of a quote anti-aging supplement. And I'm going to shut up now, but <laughs> I, I just. The, the only reason I say that is because these things, like a lot of people, and I get where the shellheads or, or whoever it was, was was coming from. It's just like, oh, yeah, that's just bodybuilding crap. We're not interested in that. I totally get it because I'm so burnt out on that whole field at this point. I, I mean, I get it. It's like I just I, it, fitness was a passion of mine. I guess it still is, but you get burnt out, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but the these type of supplements they're not useless i mean th- th- this is a cash grab but like that's not to say just abandon the whole field completely like if if supplements interest you i mean they're not you just need to know what they're good for they're not a waste of money i mean that and i guess that's a long way of going about saying that like i, I one little correction i'd like to point out for what they they put out I appreciate that. Sorry. No, that, no, that I appreciate probably that. It took about 13 minutes and I <laughs> uh, should have taken about two. No. But I, I really, I just want to make sure that it's like, it's, it, I'm not criticizing them. I'm, I'm just saying, I agree with them mostly. It's just, there's one little caveat there. It's like these, these things aren't useless and they didn't say they were. Uh, it just, to an outsider that was maybe just listening for the first time, it may sound like that. Supplements aren't useless. Mm-hmm. They're not going to replace exercise. And I should probably shut up because this is a Turtles podcast, not a fitness podcast. Well, here's the thing. We could take those supplements or we could just get some kind of retromutagen. In, you know, if we can get that in our hands, I think we could really bulk up a lot easier. <laughs> but Well, you know. It's just hard to come by. We just need a TCRI can to just fall off a truck. I'm just, 
you know, that's honestly that that's what that company should have done. The canister should have looked like TCR items. Oh, that'd be great. And then you have to like open they, it up they on sh- the top. <laughs> they should make a protein product. Oh, it'd be like the TCRI canister. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, I mean that. Uh, but I'm just thinking, you know, the longer you live, the more Ninja Turtles you can. This is true. And there's so many Ninja Turtle things. Like, I, I, I've been saying this since day one. I started podcasting about the Ninja Turtles in 2013, I think. And, like, we had, still haven't even scratched the surface. Like, I remember even in the Turtle Flakes days, I don't think we got past the first season of the 2003 series. You know, so, like, there's so <laughs> much that we haven't even closely covered yet. So, I. And we may not either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the time I no joke, by the time Kirkland and I finish, you know, the 2003 series, I, I watch well, you. I don't even know if we're gonna get there. Like, I, I think we'll have to pass it on to our uh, children or something. Like we'll into our fifties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, but yeah, guys. Uh, so um, all of these episodes, knock on wood. That's me knocking on wood right now. Um, they're still on YouTube, and like I said, this is episode six. I think it is. It was right after the Nano episode, which, gosh, it feels like a long time ago we watched that one. But, yeah, this is episode six from season one. It debuted on March 15th of 2003, so over 19 years old now. It was written by Marty Eisenberg. Supervising producer was Lloyd Goldfein. Producers were Gary Richard, Frederick Feist, Al Kahn, Norman Grossfield, and Thomas Kenny. The supervising director was Chuck Patton. And the story editor was Lloyd Goldfein again. This is the sixth episode of the 2003 series, and it had 1.68 million views on the 4Kids website as of 2007. The episode after this, The Way of Invisibility, I do remember. And then episode 8, Fallen Angel, that's coming up. I really enjoy that one. Angel what first debuted, if I remember correctly, here in the 2003 series. And she's turned out to be one of my favorite side characters in the IDW series as well. So they pulled her directly from the, the 03 cartoon in IDW. So really cool mixture of a bunch of different types of characters from different types of turtles mediums. So, but enough of my rambling, guys. Um, let's see. Let me pull up our episode and I'll do our countdown. All right. So what are we counting down from this time? I was thinking like 47. 47. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we can actually get the numbers right. Yeah, no kidding. Hey, Ralph, where are you going? Out to a movie. That okay with you? Yeah. So guys, if you want to follow along, like I said, it's on YouTube. We'll provide a link in our show notes as well. And you can follow along us as we watch Darkness on the Edge of Town. So um, Kirkland and I will click uh, play in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and click. Oh, a Donatello right monologue. Just how long I can hold my He's got the splinter cell goggles. He does. That was popular in 2003. I guess so. Couldn't find anything that happened this week except for the Red Hot Chili Peppers Can't Stop was number one on the alternative charts. That, that's a classic. It is. All right, so Donatello's checking this tech that's pouring into the East River. Foot have shown up. I always love those moonlight shots. There's a cool music. Oh, it's like funky. That intro music. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I remember us uh, talking about how good the music was in the last episode. I think they really ramped it up. Yep. The production. And it changes. It uh, does. It's changed. It's changed every episode. Hey, look at that! Raps on roller skates. Roller blades. I love it. You know, they kind of look like his space boots from the um, the undercover Raphael figure. <laughs> they really do. It looks great. There's the bike. There's a scooter. There's a racer. Oh, my gosh. That. Yep. It's 2003 for you. Ah, I love it. There's a BMX style. Scooter. Oh, he shredded off the... 
Did you see, he shredded off a yep. desk and sparks flew. What's <laughs> a desk made out of? I wrecked a scooter about around this time period, 2003. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I killed myself. Oh. I ripped my arm open, blood was everywhere. Oh, Lord. Like a baby. Oh, I, I can imagine. I flipped the bike and hit my head, too. Oh, Lord. Right around the same area. Oh. That never happened to me on rollerblades, and I never could skateboard, so. Skateboarding's tough. Extreme I just love green. how they got ramps and inverts and crap set up in their layer. Me too. And the uh, video monolith, the, all the TVs. <laughs> poor, and poor Splint, all he wants to do is he, drink his tea and watch the show, watch his stories. Turtles won't let him. Ugh, keep that flame away from Mikey. He scarfed down a whole chili pizza for dinner. Ew. <laughs> I suggest you investigate and see if... And then he will kill the dog. <laughs> hey, I want to watch my show. You guys need to go up there and investigate. Oh, look at that. They folded. That was cool. That's a cool watch. to miss my favorite program. Oh my gosh, that's literally what he just said. <laughs> I love how sassy uh, 2003 Splitter is. He's great. I don't think Splinter meant we should Oh, this love this moonshot here. Be too when it comes to top side time. This whole side of town is dark. A substation must have gone out. Oh man, the whole grid is out. There be some emergency lights or something? Yeah. It's totally dark down there. Which means there's only one thing for us to do. Go to Ninja Pizza. Oh, the shredding. Guys, you really think we should be doing this? What if somebody sees us? That's the beauty of it, Leo. No one can see us. It's pitch black. Not that dark. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to session some surface terrain. Hey, check this out. There's the foot. I really like them sound effects, man. Me too. Who's up for We nearly got waxed. <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that. About us for them fools. <laughs> oh, there's that sword. I think it's the sword of Tenju or Tengu. Oh, wow. So he has to have a certain type of glove just to hold it or handle it. You killed my mother, and I don't like that kind of thing. You killed my father, now prepare to die. Prepare to die. My, my name is Diego Montoya. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let these cool 90s boots fool you. We're tougher than we look. They're really heavy and I can't pick my feet up. But I'm about to, <laughs> I'm about to kick your honey up. Oh, you know what else? It reminds me of um, in Sky Turtles, they had like these anti-gravity yeah. boots. They look just like what Raph's wearing right now. I always remember Roxy. Where's my boots? <laughs> Saved by the shell. Check it out. Saved by the shell. Blades and blades. And now I wonder if there were any figures that actually had, you know, these accessories. I don't know. I got a couple of the O3 turtle figures. I love them. Oh. Banging the gong. T-Rex. Mm-hmm. Very good. Oh, there's that post staff. Nice. He did. Yep. He's not going to be yep. in episode 7. I don't know seven. why he rubbed his head. He's dead. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> must be a zombie. I don't know. <laughs> must be those uh, nerves. Yeah. It's like if you kill a snake, it still twitches. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought Michelangelo ripped Shut his heart out Rippa. for a split second. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Shut Ripper. Pulled a Kano on him. <laughs> like, Shut Ripper. Shut Ripper. Your clothes are red. Oh, <laughs> sense a teamwork training session in our future. Do what he says. He'll cut off your big toe. Double time. Getting away. <laughs> now, would it be crazy if uh, Saki's like, from now on, you shall all revert to me <laughs> as... <laughs> <laughs> People say I do things that are not correct to do. But I am nice, man. With happy thoughts. With happy all the times. <laughs> all the time. 
Oh my gosh! Imagine that speech during the um, the famous uh, Shredder speech in the first yeah. movie. Where he's talking to all the people. Oh my gosh! Please, somebody, somebody, please overdub that with Betty's speech from Kung Pao. He's he's still alive, Saki. He's still alive, Saki. Still alive. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, guys. Trouble. Trouble. We'll have to sew that back on. It's worse than tearing a tag off a mattress. So we gotta know why the Foot Clan are interested in this this mysterious sword. does not seek out an enemy he does not fully understand. But Sensei, Bushido demands that we fight for honor and justice and Bushido also demands that you honor your master's wishes. Man, Splinter put him in his place. <laughs> okay, so Undergrounded again. They practice ninjutsu, right? Hey. Yeah. Isn't Where you go? Bushido, isn't that samurai? Oh, I really don't know. I, that's a great question. And on that topic, aren't Ronin's samurai and not ninjas? I think so. I think so. I don't know. Uh, Man, Saki works out. So what does he want here? Taco Bell. Oh, it's a sparring session. Ooh. This is what influenced the chosen one to let all them people beat him with sticks. <laughs> Wait, Should we there, keep going? There is, there is a <laughs> scene on that movie where they hit Betty with a bunch of sticks. Yes! Oh, yeah, they're like... I trust you bring good news. There's Hun. Leader of the Purple Dragons. Oh, they got the sword. That's a cool sword. Oh, there's his armor. Cool set of armor. Yeah, I mean, of course, they, they show um, the armor in the intro of the song, but so far, as far as the episodes go, we have not seen that armor. So, they've kind of, you know, slow burned it a little bit, which I like. Most of the stuff I've watched on this series, um, a lot of people seem to agree that this is the best looking shredder. Oh, I always loved the toy. Um, I never had the 2003 Shredder toy, but I've seen it before, and I always wanted to get it because I just love that design of Shredder, especially with the red eyes. Ooh. I always loved the Michelangelo's the one reading the comics, you know. Guys. Yeah, he turns into a yeah, rider later on, does he not? Yeah, and I think there's there's a one shot of in volume one where oh shoot, it's either Donatello or it's Michelangelo that's writing a story, or maybe it's like a dream sequence and he writes about it or something, or he's like journaling something. And I remember it being really good, but I cannot remember if that was Mikey or if that was Donnie. Now in the IDW series, Donatello is the writer. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I could see Mikey writing fan fiction, but Donatello's probably, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so they're up by the, uh, is it the East River now? Ah! Donatello's goes, I came prepared! That's a famous line from the first movie. Remember we has the marshmallows? Oh, I came yeah, prepared! Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do we survey such a large area? I came prepared for that, too. <laughs> oh, there it is again! I've been dying to try oh, look at that. You mean you haven't tested it yet? Dude. Marty Eisenberg's like, okay, we gotta sell the toys. Exactly. I've worked out all the theoretical aerodynamics. It's practically We sound like Michelangelo there. Well he he uh he 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 sunk pretty quickly there. No problem. He did. Saying that bow stuff, man. Yeah. That affects everything. Yeah, and you got a big bow staff. The wind drags massive. Mm -hmm. Who's searching? 
It's our ninja buddies again. Alright, so they're trying to... Oh, so they're using oh, wow. the sword as some kind of conductor here. Okay, so they're trying to get something that's at the bottom of the river. Interesting. I love how they're running through the... Ropes of the bridge. I think it's the dragon sword. Yep. <laughs> I think so, too. But they got the wrong thing. Should have got the knife flute that was in the museum. I am. Does anyone know how to play the sword? <laughs> uh oh. You know, sometimes I forget they're turtles. They're going to be fine. It's the water. I think they forgot too. <laughs> oh, did you hear that piano? Do, 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 do. So that theme, that mo, that that was a, uh, that was, that's exclusive to this show, isn't it? Yes. What's that called? Late motif or whatever. Yeah. Epic battle scene here by the dock. Oh, he's dead. Yep. Oh, he's dead too. He's both of them. Double kill. You know, as far as he fell, like, it didn't look like he climbed too far up the pole there. <laughs> Alright, so they're drilling to the bottom of the river here. Trying to uncover something. <laughs> that music. That's crazy. Hmm. <laughs> you don't hear the girls call somebody dipstick too often. A lot of good puns in this one. This reminds me of the uh, video game. I think there's a scene with Leatherhead where they're on a ship uh, on Hyperstone Heist. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, well, yeah, Leatherhead on Turtles in Time. He's on the train. Hyperstone yes. Heist. I think he is on the. That's what Sega got, right? That's the Sega game, right? Yes, I remember running that for Blockbuster, and it was awesome. Yeah, I remember I traded a new copy of that for a broken copy of Turtles in Time. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> And I was happy about it. That's great. <laughs> I'm just kidding with you, dude. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> that that uh that that uh episode you did, um, Turtle Flakes, where one one of the guys oh, for, yeah, yeah. From the two guys in an S, where they where they were talking about trading. A, I don't know if it was the Sega Master System or the Genesis for a, a Super Nintendo that. <laughs> the sound card was like not even fully functional. <laughs> I was like, that is great. Oh, those guys are great. So, what are they? Do you catch that? There was like some kind of robot body they got from the bottom of the ocean. When I first saw it, I was thinking, like, Ultron? <laughs> it looked like an Utrom. A little bit. Gentlemen, we have the technology yeah. to build him faster, stronger. Now, I can't remember. I'm assuming Fugitoid's in the series. I'm just curious. Kind of looked like him, but, you know, it's a real brief glimpse, so I don't think it was him. Oh, man, I think it's going to blow. Well, you know, Ultron, Neutron, same thing. <laughs> I think we got bigger problems. 
Oh man, breaking down the dock. Commercial break. Oh. All right, so I got one question here. Yes, sir. Uh, that's a cool device they got there, and that's a really cool mm -hmm. sword. But why couldn't they just dive down to the bottom of the ocean there and why well, cook a harness to that thing, Dale Gribble style, and just you know, Frogman pull it up? <laughs> It's a great, great question. I am not sure. Was it was it even below the mud? Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe that was it. So turtles are trying to throw this beam into the river, try to stop it. Hurry up, Don, before we end up on America's most wanted reptiles. Why don't you stick a sword in there? Wouldn't that have done the same thing? Uh, I don't know. Ooh. Never can. I mean, I don't Wait know. Wait a minute. Okay. Look at, look at that glove that Dante's wearing. He's only got three fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that till just now. <laughs> All right, there it goes. Gosh, I'll tell you what, man. I know we say it every episode. The the animations here, phenomenal. Oh, yeah, that kind of looked like Nin something off Captain 19 Planet. 19 years later. Whoa. That, Did a little that bit. That explosion in the water. Mm-hmm. I can see that. That's a cool-looking... This this whole helicopter thing kind of reminds me of uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, yeah. See, oh, look right goodness. there, the black... And the, yeah, that looks like it's drawn on black paper, but I don't know. That's cool. Unmistakably 11th century Japanese. He's like, I will keep this and add this to my collection. <laughs> Can you do 20? <laughs> I'll give you 12. Uh, I'll lose money on this, but okay, I'll do 20. <laughs> All right, so Saki is not happy he doesn't have his sword. Okay, look at that body. What is that? Of their presence in this city, and all it cost me was the soul of Probably is, probably is a neutron if it's talking like that. These four strange creatures, they came from nowhere. Were these the creatures you saw? These creatures. There they are. Oh yes. Yes, except they were green. Size of Hun. Yep. These freakish thorns in my side must be. So I guess those guys are dead. Permanently. <laughs> Alright. And that is how this one ends. Okay, so I'll get my thoughts out of the way real quick. I thought it was really solid. We finally um we took a break for the last couple episodes. Of Saki, you know, we had Nano, and then before that, there was another. Uh, what was it? Meet Casey Jones, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so we had taken a little break from Nano, or excuse me, Saki, and it's he's welcomed back. I, I really like this, and once again, we we get a little bit more, but none of not a lot of our questions still haven't been answered yet. What is his main motivation here? We do know he's working with Stockman. Um, we don't really know why yet, and then he gets this mysterious body from the bottom of the East River. We don't really know what that is yet either. Uh, he is well aware that the turtles are out there and they've been interfering quite a bit. And he finally says, okay, it's time to take care of them. So we know, and we're, you know, getting close to midway through season one here. We know there's going to be some like epics, you know, mid-season battle between the two, between Shredder and the turtles. So it's coming. And this is just one step closer to that. So I, I thought this episode was pretty solid. Another step forward. And music was great. You know, some of the puns were great. Splinter was on on point as always. So what about you, man? It didn't feel like 20 minutes. Uh, I know. Didn't it go quick? It's about the best compliment I can give it. I mean, I, I know that sounds like really negative, but I, I mean that in a good way. It's like when something doesn't feel like a chore to watch, that's usually pretty good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We, we enjoy it just to watch it. I know there's sometimes in scenes where we're just 
sitting there watching it. See, the, <laughs> like hey, this is good. The, I'm invested. This is kind of like with the when we were on uh, talking snicked. This is this is that same type of thing where you know the the main baddie he kind of takes he he sits in the you know the back seat for a little while while other thing goes yeah. on and then when he mm-hmm. comes back it's like it's really cool because they bring him back and it's very dynamic because. I mean, something big's going on, but there's still a lot of suspense at the end, you know? Yeah. So it's, yeah. you know, more things are to come. It's pretty cool, I think. I love it, man. Yeah. And yeah, stay tuned, guys. We'll be jumping into um, episode eight here soon, which is The Way of Invisibility. So that is coming up. And um, hopefully we'll get back to a Tales of Team NT book. And hey, we're nearing the corner to 200 episodes of turtles forever here so maybe we'll um if we can ever get that scepter back from renette or you know i last i heard the interns might have something to do with it but maybe we can go travel to a certain era maybe maybe tackle something we've never tackled before you and i together so i'm really excited about that a lot of exciting things and also stay tuned if you haven't already heard the last Ronin episode, that means it's not out yet, but it should be out very soon on Zach's feed, the Booyah Kashow feed. So super excited to share our thoughts about the last Ronin issue five on that. But with all that said there, Coconator, what type of pizza are we going to have to close out another Totally Tubular episode of Turtle Vision? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I can't Put you on the spot. Of... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we need some extreme pizza because they were doing extreme sports <laughs> at the beginning. I'll tell you what's extreme. Artificial crab meat. There we, yes, yes, that stuff that's made from potato starch. It's, is that it's, what that is? A lot of it is, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, oh, there's some yeah. protein in there too, but yeah. Yeah, oh, wow. So let's do it. Let's do it, all right. Because the only reason I bring that up is I had some a little earlier. Uh, it's a guilty pleasure food. I don't know why I like artificial crab meat, but yeah, I just like the taste I, of it. I'm about the same way, you know? Yeah, I, you know, and I, I don't even like the cocktail sauce on it. Sometimes I'll just eat it just the, the way it is. So that's what we'll do then, guys. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, oh, I almost forgot. If you want to send us an email, our email is um, – oh, shoot – I don't know if I got a new Turtle Forever email. I need to fix that. Our email is turtlevision03 at gmail.com, or you can send us an email at turtletalesradio at gmail.com. Don't know if we have a Turtle Vision email yet. We probably should condense it all into one eventually. But, uh, yeah, send us an email on any one of those, or you can always follow us on Instagram at turtlepodrob. I'm probably going to change that to Turtles Forever or something like that if I can get it. Uh, and yeah, we would love to connect with you guys. And as always, you can call us on our TurtleCom hotline at 865-309-4875. I love, that's my favorite type of feedback when I can actually hear voices from real people. So we know you guys are really out there. <laughs> we see the numbers and we know that people are listening, but, uh, we always want to kind of just build a, a closer community. And it's way more fun to talk turtles with many different people right. uh, than, than just us hacks, you know, going back and forth all the time. eh? I love hearing from our whole fan base, all five of them. All five. I can count them on one hand. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. And um, here's to hoping you enjoy your friends, enjoy your family, and enjoy a mega slice of artificial crab meat pizza. Cowabunga, dudes. I don't remember it. Good night, everybody. Walk a walk. Goodbye. All right. Sophie Campbell did. It's like yes. the throwback to the to the uh, yes. Mirage one. I loved it. Oh, the cityscape and everything that they did with Mutant Town. Oh, it's fantastic. So yeah. I, I gotta talk to her and just like, man, I would love to get her on here to talk with us one day. I wonder if we could get her over here, buddy. Ah, uh, well, I know who I'm not gonna get to ask her to come on. Who? <laughs> they who shall not be named. Say what now? What is this? Those who shall not be named. Who are those who shall not be named? Uh, we'll, we'll just we'll just proceed. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Good. You lost me. <laughs> Good. Oh, you talking about the interns or something? Oh, yeah. <laughs>
Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> they shall not. They shall not ask her. No. Oh, I don't could you imagine like like doing creepy. an interview with the interns? <laughs> like a real interview? Oh, I'm Ice King. Uh. <laughs> I was going to do one, but uh, better not. Oh, They'd never come back it. on the show. <laughs> you know what? You know what we need to do? We need to invite somebody on, and when they get on, just never break character. That would be fun. But see, I can't do any. Uh, I can't do any impressions like you can. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Yeah yeah. Tuck and roll. <laughs> well, you know Ice King, he's like an amnesia. He's got, like, not amnesia, but he's got Alzheimer's on the oh, show. Yeah. Oh, yeah? And, like, yeah, he's constantly, like, at the beginning of the series, he locks up all the princesses in cages. <laughs> so he's, like, super creepy. <laughs> <sighs> oh, yeah, I think we've all been that. <laughs> I love Ice King. He's, he's my hero. He actually talks more like this. I like yours but, better. I think it's funny. But but he strains his vocal cords because he sounds like Bob Dylan. <laughs> and he doesn't smoke anymore. And his voice got deeper. That's actually supposed to be his impersonation of you, I think. Normally he talks like this, but when he's got to impersonate Rob, he talks like this because that's how Rob talks. All right, a little deeper. <laughs> Rob talks like that. I'm not asking him, Rob. Yeah. I'm, and I'm the other. Uh, there's the other guy. I hear the other guy. Oh, that's great. Well, uh, my, um, shoot. Oh, gosh, there's something about Ice King I was going to just ask you. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, man. So we could, we could take it in, and uh, or t- I'll take us in, and we will uh, go ahead and hit the ground running. What do you say? Sure. All right, man. I'm excited to do this. This is going to be wonderful. Okay, cool. Well, uh, we've been recording for seven minutes, and um, yeah, let's seven do this. Seven minutes on that one. Let's do it. There, I'm telling you, I had something funny I was going to talk to you about, or at least ask you about it, and it's gone. Rob, you know, we really do need to invite... I know that we... Well, I don't... Yeah. You probably get mad after the last fiasco we did with We Wish You a Turtle Christmas, but... Oh, the turtle we, <laughs> we need to get somebody on that we know won't get mad. And just... Oh, yeah. Even oh, before be funny. the... Even before the show starts, like when they come in the studio. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? I, I, I would just be laughing the whole time. I got nothing. <laughs> I don't think I could stop for that, but man. Yeah. I'll try that'd be, gr- that'd be great. Get Tara on. <laughs> <laughs> Do what now? Get Tara on, then uh, Ice King calls her Tara the whole time. Oh, okay. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, Tara. Yeah. Uh, Tara. Hi, Tara. That is your name, right? <laughs> oh, no. I actually, uh, I, I, on the last one I did, I, 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 I did heard it. that. That was great. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. did a little review. I, I tried to put that in the description, too. Yeah. Yeah, I said, congrits. Tara, <laughs> there was some couple. I don't forget what I wrote. And the good retro reviews. <laughs> Very good. The next one's gonna be on zombies ate my pasta. <laughs> Dude, I, it just worked ah. out like perfect. Hell, I, I like I don't <laughs> think these things ahead. I just completely improvise them. But I just mm-hmm. opened up comicsology really? and I just flipped through and I was like, I need to do a comic review. What's the shortest story I can find? And it was one of. Uh, it's like a guy. He's drunk on a park bench, and the turtles are out. It's it's like a it's like a two page, like in between the the turtle tales. I can't remember. There was just all kinds of crap. It, like there's mummies and zombies ate my neighbors, and the uh, oh yeah, and, and the you know the, the the pixel art or whatever the sprites they look like the mummy has chest pain when he's walking. So I refer to him the mummy with antenna. It's like oh the my aspirin, my heart hurt. But, and in this comic, this guy splint like I don't, I didn't even read it. Like I just look at the pictures and make. That's crap what's up, so funny about it, yeah. You know? And uh, but there's a mummy, and like I don't know if like he's hallucinating, but it's Splinter. But the guy sees a mummy, and he's like, "I'm doing the zombies like my pasta mummy. Oh, I'm doing the zombies And then something about like, and Ice King's like, "Therein lies the beauty of this comic, folks." It's so short that the other guy can't masquerade it too bad. And then he cuts him off and he says, Oh, dude, the guy department says, I'm not drunk, you're drunk. Who are you, the drunk police? I want to see a man with some paperwork. And you ain't got none, that's too bad. I'm not too rose for you, dude, papa. And you just it's just this big, I had to, I had to shoot it like five times because I kept running out of breath. Because it's so long and I was just like, <gasps> oh, I, can't, I can't get caca out. <laughs> He cut a Macho Man promo. 
Oh, oh gosh, that'd be great. Next oh. time you come my pasta, I'll shoot you with my soda grenades that blow you up. They, they don't call me, you know, zombies are my pasta. They don't call me out dente for nothing. First name, out last name, dente with the boots. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, that's, that's, anyway, yeah, that's great. I mean, I, I, I'm going to need your help at some point or, or yeah. ideas or something because I'm... I can I come up with them. It's just I don't come up with them fast enough. Like what I do is I force myself to sit down and just kind of improv. Uh-huh. Like I'll come up with very vague ideas, and really the only reason I do is because I know I'll forget the ideas or I'll lose the sheet of paper that it's written on if I don't do it. Right. And it, like, the last one, that one that you listened to probably took me, it took me about a week. Just, the hardest part was playing the music along with the skit. I should have recorded it first and then talked to it. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Um, but I didn't. I think it's <laughs> so really it, great. And, you know, um, but it, it, uh, I really just forced myself to sit down and improv that way. The more that I have to do it, the better I'll be able to come up with ideas on the spot. Because I can't keep keeping all these things in my head, you know. And most of it is improv, like the, And I'm running out of I'm running out of ideas for small talk. So it's like I, I got like I know vaguely what I'm like. The next one that you're gonna listen to, it's already recorded. It's the the the, the, the I'm gonna start throwing in like the the uh, last time on Turtle Time, all that crap. Oh um, yeah. And yeah. it's it's gonna be like really what they're supposed to be is like a like a, a trailer first you know like you know how they like they're supposed to be quick cuts and you just and you don't really like you kind of know what's going on but it just yeah. like quick cuts through everything well the next one's big trouble little china and then the one after that's and i've already got it recorded <laughs> and i mean you haven't seen the movie so like it, it it's when i <laughs> it was the most absurd crap i could think of but like moderate carnage is in there he's one of those deities oh. that's flying around cutting people to ribbons and there's a scene where Jack Burton calls the insurance lady because his truck gets, gets jacked by, like, the gang. It's, he's getting in the middle of a gang war, and he has to abandon it. And that's when, like, the riding guy comes down, and he's, like, cutting everybody up. And he's like, look, I'm a pretty reasonable guy. All I know is I saw some really unreasonable stuff. And he's like, you're... T- okay, um, all I know is there, there was some guy come down flying around, cut, uh, flying around on wires, cutting people to ribbons and all this stuff. And so I was like... Look, lady, I'm a pretty reasonable guy, but I just said some crazy crap, and oh, that's something I come down to send it off Channel Lightning, and what was that? What was, no, he wasn't cutting about a ribbon, he was kind of like moderately nipping their shoulders to a setup for a really bad infection. And it just, stupid crap, but there's a part at the end where, like, the whole movie's about Jack Burton finding it, like, Kurt Russell not, wasn't really a good choreographer at fighting, so, like, he would find ways to, like, get out of fight scenes by doing funny crap like one of them a guard in the main last fight falls on him and he's like ah crap and he's got a boot knife so like he stabs the guy as he's coming down to stab him he, he kicks the guy in the stomach with his boot knife and the guy falls over <laughs> on him and he's like you know how like you get stuck on a leg press yeah and he's just laying there and he's like ah crap and he can't get out from underneath him and he's just like laying. but there, there's a part where before they go into that battle, they're all like, yeah, and he's got a submachine gun, and he shoots it up in the air. Or maybe, obviously, maybe it was you, I don't know. Shoots it up in the air, though, and it, it breaks the rocks above him, and it hits him in the head, and it knocks him out for a brief period of time. <laughs> so I did that in at the main end, and while he's asleep, like he's in a coma, he dreams of Star Fox, the game. <laughs> so Ice King's like, and Pops is going, and he goes, <laughs> just stupid crap. I mean, like, I was I was actually given the tea cap when I thought of this. So I was like, I need to do something with Star Fox. <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to ask you. That reminded me. Oh, finally. Uh, so you broke out the interns during uh, the prom? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got to tell me about Watson, that. <laughs> Watson bailed on me, dude. Like, he was like, hey, you want to be the DJ for the rest of the time? I'm like, no. And he's like, oh, it's easy. Don't worry. I got the playlist set up. And I like I tried to like walk off, and he just he just he just left. <laughs> and so so I get to, like the song stopped playing, so I run over there, and they're like, put something on. I put something on, and like it kept like messing up. Like the songs would cut off halfway. It was a uh, take my breath away. That song kept cutting off halfway through, and I really wanted to hear it. So 
So I put on Chris Cornell, and of course they walk over. Oh, play this, play Journey, play that. I'm like, this is my song. But um, <laughs> they all kept requesting all this stuff, and they're like, be the DJ, be the blah blah blah. You're not doing it right. Finally, I was just like, okay. Here's a song that I play every Friday night before I go in my closet and cry myself to sleep. And it was like, baby, come back or something. And then, and then like, some of the kids started to roll out, and I was like, okay, now it's time for my new stand-up routine. Meet Rod, unplugged, no puns allowed. So what you know about the kids probably food? don't get this, do they? No. <laughs> <laughs> what about our play food, am I right? Am I right? And everybody's just looking at me like, what? <laughs> like, they're, they're, yeah, they, they're looking at me like, and they don't do anything, so I, I just acted like they didn't hear me. I said, I said, what about airplane food? Am I right? What about in here? Raise your hand if you had airplane food. Raise your hand. If you had airplane food, t- tell me a joke I can put in here because this is really bad. <laughs> and I just kept going on and on. And finally, Marcus walks in the closet and just cuts the sound off. <laughs> so You're done. Got up. Yep, yep, we just left after that. <laughs> I was like, you're not going to ask me to DJ again. Oh, sure. that's great. Well, hey, that's a, you know, that's a beautiful way to get out of things, too. Break out the interns. <laughs> I've done it in class. Oh, have you? That's hilarious. Yeah, they don't, like, they'll, be, they, like, they'll stop listening to me halfway and they'll be like, so that's when the fly trap gas comes off Venus and, you know, I'll make up all this bull. Because <laughs> that flying around shooting boulders out of it and then gravity kicks in and... <laughs> And you all are a bunch of big poopy heads. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, man. Well, uh, you know what? Let's go ahead yep, and hit sorry. it. Sorry. No, sorry. this yep. is great. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm just glad I finally remembered my question. Okay. And great fodder for the booba reel. Okay. Very good. Very <laughs> good. 